is going on, everybody? John Stanek from Johnny Radio, bringing you another episode of the So You Think You Know podcast, where I interview musicians, artists, and other profoundly interesting people. I am so excited to be talking to this next guest who is another jack of all trades in the music and entertainment industry. You may know him as the singer songwriter and frontman of indie rock band Cool Cool Cool. You may also know him as the producer and engineer at Toast and Jam Studios in Atlanta, or you just may know him as a hilarious dude on Twitter as Penguin by Dom. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show, Mr. Dom Maduri. So what are you drinking there, man? I got my cheap wine right here. Oh, that's perfect. I got a Guinness. <laughs> I got a, I got a Guinness. I ran out of cheap wine for myself. Ah, yeah. there you go. Okay. Well, yeah, classic song, man. Just right off the bat, I want to get into that. Um, the song "Cheap Wine" is fantastic. However, I before I get to the song, I want to mention your promotion for the song. Maybe as good or even better than the song itself. <laughs> I love it, man. Thanks. How did man. you get I, that idea? Uh, so the promotion was really fun. I, just in general, I love making videos like that. And if I have a reason to make a video and drag my friends along, uh, it's yeah. usually better. <laughs> so like, it's hard to like convince my friends to just help me do stuff when it's just like, oh, was, let's just be goofy today. And they're always like, okay. Yeah. So, but if it's like, can we be goofy for like my single though? And they're like, okay, sure. So yeah. it's easier. Uh, so Tyler helped me film um the longer one where I, I was like carrying it around on the golf course and stuff yeah uh, so tyler helped me with that and then uh i shot the other one just in my front yard at my parents house nice and then uh yeah man so i knew when i wrote the song that i wanted it to i wanted the song to the cover be a cheap wine box mm -hmm. like at a party and stuff and i still want to shoot like a proper video but we'll we'll uh we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I knew in my head, I wanted the cover to be a box that I made in a party setting of like somebody pouring a, a glass. And then right. I was, we, me and the stay here boys were able to do that. And I think it, I think it came out really well. And yeah, I just wanted to shoot some brilliant promotion, man. I, I love the, have you ever been in a field and <laughs> have you ever been in a field? That's so great. It was just all, it was just all improv and just yeah. editing, like messing up and then putting the mess ups into it too. Cause I, you know, I'm nobody's yeah. perfect. And especially not me, man. Like I just, I'm messing up all the time and I have a stutter. So I was like, put it all in there. <laughs> exactly. Listen to my song. It's so great, man. <laughs> but, uh, but no, doing the that, song doing that in front of people, like walking by is always fun too. <laughs> right. In like right. some random park in Atlanta. <laughs> Yeah, if you guys haven't checked it out, just uh, Google cool, 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 cheap wine. Not just the song, but the video uh, leading up to it. It's great. But the song itself uh, is so great, man. I love it. It has this really chill, relaxing vibe that uh, is perfect for the title, obviously. But um, what, what are some of your musical influences? Because uh, you've got like this really not lo-fi, but indie vibe that I really dig. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Um, a lot of my influences these days have been, uh, Wallows is a big one. Mm. Uh, boy Pablo is one. Um, the strokes, 
uh they've been they've been like they've been dealing they've been adding some cool uh new they always like try to one-up themselves every every album but i feel like this last record that they put out really like pushed the boundaries of like what people think the strokes could be which is super cool that album and angles is a great uh, other one where they they really like push themselves Mm -hmm. um uh claro obviously (laughs) like any like of those like indie bands any like these new indie bands um my friends in hall johnson they're from austin um i really like their music a lot and meeting them and like them showing me some stuff and Mm -hmm. uh like learning these new chords and learning just a bunch of new stuff recently has been like really helping me write because i was in punk bands for uh my entire the entirety of up until you know this band so i've i've always liked you know i've always liked indie rock and stuff but um i was just like more focused on like punk and you know Mm -hmm. rock and then uh last year i started writing some of my stuff on my own because i found myself just like kind of in between bands at the time and just really focused on like producing so i just started writing a ton by myself and the stuff that i was writing was uh way more stripped back and like no distortion (laughs) just clean tones and um you know, very melody driven, which is stuff that I love anyway. Like I love it. I'm a sucker for a good chorus. Right. <laughs> you know, right. I'm more, I'm more of a melody guy than I am like, man, that riff is sick. But like, you know, I like riffs too, but I'm yeah. more of like, man, that's, that's a catchy, that's a catchy song. Even if it's the same thing over and over again. And that's kind of what cheap wine was. It's like the same riff throughout mm-hmm. the entire song besides, besides the bridge, but it's the yeah. same riff over and over again. It's so catchy, man. Like it was in my head for for weeks since it came out. And uh, yeah, I I mean, when you strip back, you know, the sound um, going from punk music to what you're doing now, it, it does really kind of stretch you as a, a songwriter, right? I mean, because you hear everything when it's clean. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. It's like you got to make sure everything is tight and it sounds good and you're doing your you're doing your thing. Mm-hmm. And that was something that like it made me a better player for sure right like doing doing this doing the new project and just learning new songs that way yeah so i guess like i kind of found myself hiding behind distortion which distortion is awesome i love it of course but it's like you can kind of you can hide you know the, some of the flubs and stuff when you're when you're such when you're so high gain yeah and if you're if you're clean and you can kind of hear like you said like every little thing yeah exactly but yeah man i've i've been digging so you have what three singles now right as cool 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 um and are you building up to like an ep or a full length or anything or just kind of taking it one at a time i'm kind of taking it one at a time right now just until i can figure out like what the sound is I feel yeah. like I feel like I have a good idea on what it is, but every song that we, I've put out so far is, you know, slightly different than the next. But it still sounds. I feel like it still sounds like me, and uh, and people have told me it sounds like me. Mm-hmm. But I feel like in the context of an EP or something, if I put these three songs out on an EP, I don't think it would flow. And I I don't want to. I I really don't want to put an EP out until like people really want it <laughs> right right so it's like i don't want to yeah. you know i'll just i'll just put out songs as i do them i have i have like six more like ready to go so i'm just kind of waiting and just seeing seeing what happens because they're all going to be slightly different and i feel like you can get away with that more if a song is like more rock and roll than the last one because it is just a single you know yeah 
Exactly. Speaking like a true producer, man, uh, uh, which, which <laughs> you are uh, the man behind Toast and Jam Studios, uh, for those who don't know. And um, tell me a little bit about what's going on with the studio, because I know it's essentially kind of moving away, but uh, hopefully not indefinitely, right? No, it's um, and it's yeah. So right now it's that current the current location. And for people that don't know, just um, I had a studio, and me and uh, two other guys, uh, Matt Wood and Noah Wright, we uh, co-owned a studio together in uh, downtown Buford, which is like forty five minutes from Atlanta, uh, right in this right in the heart of like this little area, up and coming area. I don't know if you've been there recently. Oh yeah, it's really like, cool. It's like. I, as soon as we left, it got like really cool. <laughs> <laughs> you guys made it cool and then people left. I know. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. But um, yeah, it was a big commercial space. As you know, you've been there, but um, uh, really cool vibe. You can see pictures online a bit um, or whatever. But, you know, with COVID and, you know, between COVID and we suffered an electrical fire last year, last February. So that yeah. knocked us out from February up until September. Right. So we were just like draining, we were just like bleeding money and then COVID hit at, in March. So it's like, well, we didn't really have enough time to even do anything. So it's like, do we want to just, and we got no help from the government. We got no help from the city. We got no help, no bailouts or nothing. Uh, me and along with like, you know, a ton of other people in the music industry, it's not just us. Right. Um, no bailouts at all. I had unemployment, but that was about it. So we we're just like, all right, well, let's just reconvene, dissolve it. Uh, Noah has another business that was next door. It was a co-working mm -hmm. um, suite, so a bunch of offices. So he basically just took over the lease, and now Toast, Toast and Jam is going to become office space for oh, okay. his for for his other company. So that space still lives on <laughs> in yeah. a way. That's cool. But um, so I'm you know I'm I'm going to take over the name and. Uh, could continue it in this new um place that i'm starting oh that's awesome which man. will just be in my house so i bought a i was able to get a house in decatur so i move i move uh in like close close to christmas time oh wow so, um, this is I'm exciting just, times man yeah everything happened really fast man so yeah. moving so i didn't i didn't own anything in that studio besides like a couple amps and stuff right right um just where it's really able to just i've just brought in a bunch of the bands and produced a bunch of bands and the gear was just in a com like an accumulation of like a bunch of people's gear so i'm kind of starting over and nice. uh, kind of starting something in my house right now and hoping to hoping to grow into maybe another commercial space if i need it but you know especially right now i don't want to i don't want to bite off more than i can chew sure yeah of course because i felt like i felt like we kind of did that a little bit with with um with the last space. I think, I think we, I think we might've went too fast. It was yeah, really fun, I mean, but you know, I mean, it's, it's, hard to, to it's, hard, degree, it's hard to tell. You kind of have to like push a little bit, but then, I mean, yeah, you got to take into consideration, man, fires <laughs> and COVID and I know, I, it's just like crazy. You and it's everyone's like, it's not, it's not our fault. Like I, I, it's, it, I don't, I don't consider it a failure at all. Cause I know we tried our best Yeah, and you know, you can't, you can't, you can't help that you know, an electrical fire was started and then COVID happened. It yeah. was like, just like right at one after the next, but like, man, some of those, 
some of those uh, shows that we had there and mm-hmm. the records that we recorded was like the, some of the best times I've ever had, you know? Oh yeah, man. And so many, so much great music has come out of there, like stay here and hindsight. I mean, just some of the most amazing talented bands out of Atlanta. Um, and thank you, by the way, for letting me come just be a fly in the wall when you were recording uh, a band called love for their, version of clocks man that was so fun oh yeah we, we we had to have you come by i mean you got the record hanging on your wall right there too so like, <laughs> yeah exactly we, we, you know ian especially wanted you there and it's like me too and it's like that it was fun just having you around man that was a great time oh it was a blast and i mean like aside from how much fun you guys have with each other uh which is obvious but the work <laughs> ethic that you guys have is like it's kind of brutal man like i, I was amazed at uh just like how so take after take like from you know bands that i've been in in the past it would be uh we were not professionals obviously but you guys oh man, i'm not either i am not either no <laughs> no but i mean perfectionist maybe taking it a bit too far but um you know ryan just just doing the lines over and over again until he got it right um which i mean he has a beautiful voice anyway but uh it was it was really impressive to see you guys at work so that was cool i think it's this is something that is always hard when people hear it at first but then like when you start thinking about it it makes sense like yeah i think the better that we get like the better producer that i become the better songwriters and bands that i work with the better that we both get the longer it takes yeah Cause we know, like we know what we want and we know what we can't settle for. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I remember, you know, I remember I did the Foxwind record. It was 14 songs. We did it in four days. Oh, wow. And like, I, I mean, that was the first time I ever had a panic attack in my life. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I was driving away from the last day of recording and uh, cause we were, me and Matt were doing it in shifts. So I would go, he would go like from 8 a.m. And then he would go, he would start from like 8 a.m. and he would go until seven and I would show up at around noon. And then I would go from noon to th- like three in the morning. Oh my God. And I remember like the next day I was like driving home and I was like pulling over. I was like, I'm freaking out. <laughs> I never felt that before. Yeah. And then, but like, you know, that was like in the early, early stages of like, we just, we, the record came out great, but it was one of those things like we had, we were very excited to work on a record like that but you know, we had to figure it out right. and uh, we settled, we settled a lot for, during that process. And I feel like nowadays it takes me like two or three days to do one song. Like I would yeah. never, I would never ever do 14 songs in four days ever again. <laughs> yeah, I don't, rec- I don't recommend intense. it, but you know, the songs came out great, but you know, oh, that, yeah, that record really came out great. Yeah, man. Like stuff, it's, it's stuff like that. Like, you know, when you're, when you're doing a record that long, it's, you're, you're, you have, you have to, you have to make fast decisions. You have to kind of like settle in a way. Yeah. Um, the record. Yeah. Like I said, the record is amazing. I'm really proud of it. Um, it's really funny when I tell people like, Oh yeah, that record took uh, four, uh, four <laughs> yeah. days. And they're like, how, That's how? ridiculous, man. That's crazy. You know, I mean the song, the, the clocks We're- song that we did, that took about three days and that was only one song. Yeah. Yeah. They did an amazing job, man, of really making it, their own in a way like just the fact that there's no piano of course and Mm -hmm. the guitars carry it and uh yeah man just to to be in the shoes of Coldplay that's not so easy so 
those guys are pretty good, I must say. Yeah, I loved I loved that they because uh, Ian really wanted to just create the live version that they do on record, mm-hmm. and I think that they did a really good job of it because they, I mean, Ian, man, like he he knew every single part to that song. He was like, yeah. "Well, there's actually like we need another track because like there's this like backing vocal that like." the fifth guitarist does this one yeah. time and i was like what do you where do you hear that and he like he pulled up the video and i was like oh you're right exactly <laughs> yeah i mean obviously i'm uh gonna be a little biased but i mean that dude is just like on another level as far as being a, a music nerd of course but also just like he's got the talent to back it up and he keeps getting better as all you kids do. I'm so proud of you guys. <laughs> so um, I did want to get back to Cool, Cool, Cool. Uh, the second song I believe you released was Drown, right? Um, which isn't that about like a real life uh, drowning experience that you almost had? Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I I, uh, I had a pretty severe like near-death experience. Um, I was actually shooting the music video uh, Can't Complain for Hindsight. Oh yeah, cool video. Yeah, it came out great. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad I'm here to see yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, because we were shooting that like on the lake, or it was it was a river in Macon, and and we were like getting some shots there. And um, yeah, man, I'm I'm not a great. Sw- I can swim. I'm not a great swimmer, and I was like super tired from just filming all day, and like we were hitting this rope swing for a while, and I was trying to swim back to shore. And this river, this specific river in particular has really bad undercurrents so like like when it's high tide there's like there's just these crazy ditches in the river and all just it'll just take you under so like i was super tired and i was like swimming and i thought i was getting further but like i was just swimming in place because the the river was just going so fast and then i was just i just i just found myself just going under so i went under once and i was like oh that sucks maybe i can like i was super tired so I was like, maybe I can just like go under again and hit the floor and like, like kind of just like, you know, get a little bit of a restart because my legs were just hurting. And I went down again and I was like, oh, there's nothing below me. So then I started yelling for help. And then this little kid gave me his float. And then like, I just, like, <laughs> I, I got on his float and he was like swimming next to me. I passed out. Oh, and wow, then, man. And then his mom like was in a canoe and she like tied me to her canoe and like canoed me to shore. But that was like a half mile away from my friends. So then everyone was like, everyone was freaking out obviously. Cause one second I'm here next second I'm, I'm not. And right. I'm just walking back to them. And they were saying that they were about to, you know, start looking for me in the bottom. Yeah. Dude. So that was, that was pretty severe. I don't swim too. <laughs> I don't swim like, <laughs> Dude, I don't really swim anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't that, blame that, you. That's yeah. kind of that's kind of messed me up for a little while. So I wrote yeah, this, I wrote the, I wrote that song about that. Um, and there I was just going through a lot that summer. So it was just kind of it was just like a big pile on. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had the instruments written for a long time, and I never had like I always write songs off of new experiences, whether those are good or bad. Sure. It takes me, it takes me, I write a lot of instruments all the time. Like I can write, I can write songs instrumentally, no problem. Uh, the lyrics for me take a while. Like I remember I had that song demoed for like six months and I didn't, I didn't have anything. Oh, really? I had no idea what I wanted to write about. 
Yeah. And then that happened. And then some other personal stuff happened and I was like, you know, lost friendships and whatnot. Um, so it was just kind of like, that song was like in a combination of my summer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just like losing, losing some of my best friends, um, just like through life and stuff. And then like having this experience, I'm like, what am I doing? Yeah. Uh, and like battling like depression and stuff on top of all that. And it was just like, you know, trying to like maneuver my, maneuver my way of like not trying to be so sad all the time and just, you know, saying it's okay. And uh, just kind of like getting through it. So that song is like a, like a big, like mesh of like a lot of stuff. Wow, man. That's intense. Like I, I knew about the one thing, but I didn't realize it was so many things at once, but uh, what about like now, how, how is your, are you on the other end of depression or is that something that kind of sneaks in here and there or uh it sneaks in every now and then it's more in the it's more on the anxiety now <laughs> gotcha the, the anxiety tapped out the depression <laughs> so yeah. now so now it's like uh especially with covid and stuff like i i know a ton of my friends are uh are dealing i know a lot of people in general are just dealing with covid depression or covid anxiety yeah I definitely feeling that right now. Um, been seeing, just been seeing a doctor and like taking medication for it now. It's been a lot better. So, oh, that's good, man. So get, getting through it and like writing songs is helping. And like now that things are kind of opening up a little bit um, where, you know, I'm able to like record some, you know, record some songs or like, you know, make videos with my friends, you know, like wearing a mask and stuff with them and mm-hmm. uh, like being able to see people now, like, uh, socially distant is, is is has been really great for me personally yeah man like even doing zoom with people has been like game changing for me like uh my dad and i do it every weekend and um uh, which he's in another state anyway but it's been forever since i've seen him in person but it's almost i mean you you kind of get used to it after a while like doing this online stuff oh um, i know yeah it's yeah just like get yeah doing like the like a jack like a jack box a jack box party with a bunch of friends over zoom is super fun yeah because uh, we used to do those all the time and it's 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 close it's close to the being the same but <laughs> not know. quite i mean it'll be great <laughs> when we can really get back to some state of normalcy especially music wise i mean that's the thing that i think people miss it so much is shows and you know oh, yeah. like those those first those first shows back are going to be like insane oh totally i i'm so bummed that you know big gig won't happen in 2021 technically unless it happens later in the year i don't know if there's plans for that hopefully later um that i mean it's crazy to think that big gig was this year yeah i know (laughs) all this stuff happened i was like that feels like that That may have been the high point of 2020 (laughs) that was the high like for me for sure like music wise man like that was that was so fun Oh man. You know, we had, we had so much ahead of us at the time. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So many great bands. So do you have some cool stuff on the horizon recording wise for uh, like some of these bands that you normally work with? And I know stay here, stay here as an announcement tomorrow. Um, Oh, cool. uh, So, you know, I don't know when this is coming up, but it'll, they would have an announcement (laughs) out now. Um, They've been doing some cool stuff. Um, blurry has a really cool announcement coming out very soon me and those guys have been really working hard recently cool um doing some demos and 
they got some really cool songs coming out too okay um roseville and neap tide have some really rad songs coming out that um i think i'm gonna mix and uh yeah like once i get the new studio up um it's i think like we're just gonna like kind of hit it i'm trying to i'm trying to hit it hard yeah man when i get it up um it's just a matter of you know um circumstances at that point you know yeah yeah we'll just take it slow man i mean i'm sure it doesn't you know moving is doesn't help with anxiety for sure that's a big (laughs) step but uh but it's a lot of exciting stuff like to, it's good stuff to be anxious about i think yeah and, it's more i think it's like for me it's like i'm i'm excited because now it's like i can do it on my terms i think or it's like having you know buying my own gear like having my own place like yeah doing you know the design that like i want to do it's like it's kind of fulfilling you yeah know? so i yeah i was borrow i've been borrowing gear i'm like i'm only 24 i just turned 24 uh um, so it's like, I've been borrowing gear and I've been kind of like mooching off people, but not really in a sense. So like now I'm like, I kind of just want my own stuff. So it's, it's, it's more like, you know, I did this, uh, type of, type of feel. Cause, cause if, if something goes wrong, I'm not like, I don't have nothing <laughs> like yeah. when the, with the, with Tosin Jam and stuff, we bought so much gear together or like some people would, you know, lend us gear and whatnot and we kind of you know it was great but then when something like this happens now i have nothing <laughs> right because <laughs> right. i would like we had it we had it so good for a while you know sure um, so now i'm like all right i gotta i gotta get some i gotta get some stuff <laughs> that's cool man i can't believe you're only 24 that's crazy you're the inverse of me i'm 42 so <laughs> you're just a kid man oh yeah i know <laughs> that's crazy you I'm got the whole world ahead every of day you. i'm like and yeah, you've I've done always, so, I've you've accomplished so much uh, and, and such a short time already. And I mean, not just musically, I mean, I know that you're into comedy too, and, and you've done some stand up, right? Yeah. I just, just, just a little, just a little, a couple open mics here and there, nothing, nothing crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I'm sure there's been others who've encouraged you as well, but, uh, and I know it's a, a tough business for sure to get into, but, um, just your natural, um, funny self, man. I, I, I really appreciate. And I know, you know, some people have compared you to, uh, Dimitri Martin and, and people like that, but <laughs> I've been getting, uh, <laughs> I've been like with, like with the way I look, especially just like, I've been getting Dimitri Martin, uh, f- since like middle school, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's just, great. It's the big nose. And like, I used to have like a bowl cut like him too. Just like, you know, we all, 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 all you know, everybody in their, in their, 20s that is like the same age as me went through the justin bieber uh swoop phase right right wow so like i was looking i was looking like dimitri martin when i was 11 to 15 <laughs> yeah is, is I, he like I love a him. hero of yours okay i do love him uh more like he's super like he he's just got such good one-liners yeah oh, yeah um his his stuff is hilarious i i had his i have his book around here somewhere i think it's called this is the book <laughs> and it's just a bunch it's just like every page is either it's just like a little drawing or like a chart or it's just it's it's so funny um yeah. he's great um he's not really in my top five though i don't think i think it's more like i love guys such as roy scoville and um john mulaney and oh, mike, mike Brabiglia and pete holmes Mulaney. 
Yeah, Mulaney's yeah. great. All those guys are great, but Mulaney, man, he's. Uh, I mean, all three of his specials are just like perfection. Yeah, I mean, I just I remember I remember him. I've always I've always loved him because I knew that he he was writing on SNL for a while. Because I always whenever there's a skit whenever there's a skit that I love, I always go and look at who wrote it because those guys never get credit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The, you know, it's always the guys that you. It's always yeah, you know, the guys that you see. They're like, oh, that was great. They might have helped write it, but most of the time, it's you know other guys behind the scenes and you know, right. he was he was behind some of the best <laughs> characters ever on that show yeah and then uh i think you know randomly everyone started to notice because he's al- he was always doing stand-up before that too but i think you know new in town when new in town came out everyone was like this guy is the guy and he yeah can, he can just quit <laughs> snl <laughs> and just do his own thing now Exactly. And it's so cool now that he's like, he's hosted SNL multiple times at this point. Oh, it's, and, it's gone full circle for him. It's so sick. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Um, wh- what about uh, some of the older folks? Are, are you into like Norm MacDonald at all stand up wise? I love Norm. <laughs> Norm is awesome. Yeah, man. He's, he's the best. He is so funny. I like Bill Burr too. He's, he's very, he's very like Bill Burr. I, I love him. He he gets he gets a lot of like flack I think but because he get he gets very angry just kind of like a lot of old man yells at cloud type deal but uh, I still think he's really funny. Oh Tom, yeah, Tom he's Segura great. is awesome too. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, he's awesome. Uh, I I'll have to tell you real quick my Norm story. We actually went and saw him in Atlanta. Uh, gosh, this must have been like maybe five years ago, and we hung out after and met him, and got a picture with him and. Uh, I told him and I think I was just like nervous and I didn't know what to say. I was like, dude, you and Bill Murray and Woody Allen are the funniest people on planet earth. And his eyes got real big. And then he leaned in and he said, but I'm the best, right? And I was like, <laughs> yes, you are the best. And then uh, this is classic norm. So uh, Katya and I got on either side of him for the picture. And then of course, Katya, she goes, Oh wait, this isn't, this isn't my good side. I have to get on the other side. And then Norm goes, all your sides are good. You're like a well-refined diamond. <laughs> That's a good impression. Like, no, man, it is not. But uh, I will never forget that, man. That was just oh, like. That's awesome. He's, he's just that funny in the moment, you know, it's so good. Oh, yeah. I've seen, like, I feel that way about um, Roy Scoville. I've seen him do improv stand-up twice now oh wow yeah so he just gets on stage and he just he just does whatever yeah like he doesn't have an he doesn't have an agenda and right. it's like i've never laughed as hard as i ever did like seeing him do that that's amazing to me like people it's that crazy improv yeah it's just like he just like starts doing these bits about like stuff that happened to him that day or just does crowd work right or just starts just going off the rails and it's like yeah some of the funniest things i've ever seen it's like i can't i can't imagine doing that <laughs> yeah yeah exactly but so yeah crazy. dude your sense of humor uh i i'd really feel a kinship to you because uh i saw you tweet the other day too something about best in show which oh. is one of my favorite <laughs> movies of all time dude like did you just discover it recently or oh no that's one of my favorite movies oh, okay. ever uh i think i think my sister showed that to me because so like entertainment for me is uh, I just want to, I want it, I want to be taken away yeah. from like my life and I want to laugh. Like, I don't want to watch a movie and like feel 
like, so, like, like at most times, most times I should say, like, I don't want to feel like sad or I, I don't want to like watch a movie and have this like whole new perspective on like the world or something. <laughs> right. I just want to, I just want to laugh, man. So like, that's how I felt growing up. Yeah. Um, same here. And so like best and like movies like best in show are, um, are just so funny. And if like that go, that's a, that's such an underrated movie too. I remember yeah. my sister showed me that when I was like 12 and it took me, you know, like when I was 12, it took me like a half hour to realize like, oh, this is like, this is a joke. <laughs> and then I was like, it was right. like the funniest thing. Yeah. It's the little things in that movie. It's like, I know it's the guy saying, please, please. This is what I do. This is what I do. <laughs> Talking his kid off the ledge or whatever. Oh my God, man. Just like every scene in that is classic. Yeah. All the characters, uh, Cookie Googleman. They just, they just, they just mesh so well. Yeah. Uh, uh, Jane Lynch is hilarious as always in it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Oh, she's great. Yeah. God, man. Like that, 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 that's one of my, that's one of my favorite movies ever. Just like, if you, if you want to know like my personality, just watch that. Cause it's just, the whole thing is, I mean, it's ob- it's a mockumentary obviously, but it's just like, yeah. No, just, I knew that totally makes, made sense. Or what did you call it? Like a Maduri movie or something. All right. So like, so, uh, my friends, and the Dow Callus Dow boys like Amber and Whitney and Carson, they whenever like we were recording their record over the summer and they were just like watching like, whenever they got bored and they're scrolling on Twitter. If they saw something that they thought was funny that I would like, they were like, Oh, this is Don Maduri culture. And like, <laughs> and sure enough, I would laugh at it. <laughs> it's like okay, anything, like anything that's just yeah. like, making fun of itself is just really hilarious to me. Oh Yeah. Dude, Kala's Dow Boys, by the way, they are like seriously on another planet. Are, so, do they have something, uh, an announcement coming soon as well for something new? Or, um, they, I mean, they just signed to a, a, a label that's underneath Sony, affiliated with Sony. That's really, I mean, that's huge for them. Um, yeah. Called Modern Static, and we just we finished up tracking their um, second LP. Um, with me and Ian and uh, Ryan and Corey Batista, um, we finished that up uh, in July. So I mean, I think it's in the mixing stages now. That's so, exciting. Ho- I mean, I think we're hoping that it's going to be out. You know, early 2021. Or, right. I mean, right. 2021 is coming up, so like you know, spring 2021 or something. That record, man, is is amazing. <laughs> yeah, man, it's truly amazing. I, I'm psyched for it. Uh, yeah, I mean, Death on Mars was like insane. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing really like it when you, especially when you see those guys live. It's like, what? <laughs> oh yeah, it's it's Carson is energetic, and if you don't know them, you would watch them and you're like, they're crazy. But then yeah. they get off stage and it's just you know they're the nicest person ever <laughs> but on stage they're crazy <laughs> exactly like swinging the mic and i remember a big gig they had uh, i think i think the sound guy was like you got to stop swinging the mic because you're becoming a ca- like a hazard i think <laughs> <laughs> has he injured anyone at this point or no no probably just themselves <laughs> at this point i could see that but that i mean that that comes with the territory <laughs> oh yeah of course <laughs> yeah of course. that that record is a perfect a combination of just you know, like everything heavy in the world and everything melodic in the world and um, weird and funny. And like, I was able to scream meatball 
on like on a like right buried in the background of this part and uh was, was that an improv uh musical moment or i think i was like we we were all having turns being able to do gang vocals one by one and then someone was like can you say because like, this is at the height of like um everyone was just telling me like i was just making pasta jokes like crazy like, i i'm i'm over it at this point uh what what's the pasta thing explain this to me i'm italian and just i like pasta and it just it it just it kind of just got out of control like my my twitter my twitter at at a per at a during the summer and like early fall it was just all just like talking about pasta yeah and then i had I, i was like it's they're not they're it's just funny it's just so stupid like everyone everyone just kept like tagging me and like pictures of pasta or like (laughs) like nolan from the fairview like tweeted a photo of me or no tweeted a photo at me and he was like can you rate my pasta and i was like i guess this is my life now (laughs) yeah this is a penguin by dom twitter handle yeah okay it's it's a terrible account i got out of control right it got super out of control and (laughs) i was able to scream meatball on the dow boys (laughs) record so if if you listen closely at one song there's only eight songs so if you can find it i'll give you a hundred bucks or whatever (laughs) that's amazing man (laughs) so now explain it now you are half italian and half colombian correct yeah oh man that's exciting it's a it's a a crazy mix (laughs) that's the best of of both worlds for sure man oh yeah it's a very loud mix and i uh i'm very chill because i think i have to be (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly uh yeah as you know my wife is ecuadorian so uh that yeah i mean and i know know all all about it yeah oh yeah uh for sure yeah it's definitely a loud uh (laughs) family but Mm -hmm. so warm-hearted that culture and uh and beautiful in so many ways and the wine is great of course oh yeah thank you uh (laughs) fun fact uh if if you're getting your wine from italy it's gonna have less sugar than most of most the uh most the other world most the other worlds is (laughs) that right yes Uh, the other worlds yes specifically chianti uh so Ah. so so my mom tells me i don't really know she she could be lying but uh who who's to say if she's true or not but um something about chianti they don't have a lot of um sugar in their wine so you don't get a headache if you drink a lot of it interesting okay because we know somebody that uh says they're like allergic to wine except italian wine and we thought they were just like fancy but maybe that makes sense (laughs) yeah because if you get your if you get your wine from uh like california or uh, like in the states in particular um it gets really it has a lot of artificial flavors and a lot of sugar and that's what gives you like a headache makes sense yeah Wow, that's crazy. I learned something new today, Don oh, Maduri. Sick. <laughs> this is amazing. This is so cool. And uh, yeah, so now tell me about what's the best pasta? What 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 do you rate a 10 out of 10? <laughs> oh my gosh, man. I think I think what what goes pairs with a Chianti from Italy? Obviously something a little more hearty. I can't believe you're talking about this. <laughs> uh, something a little more like definitely a red sauce of some kind. Um, I would definitely say like a nice, I don't like just, I, I mean, you can't go wrong with like a spaghetti and bolognese or like a fettuccine, like, like, like a, uh, 
like a fettuccine noodle with a bolognese and, a, and like a red wine is great. Jesus, you're making me hungry, man. This is like, <laughs> this is ridiculous. Hey, man, but, we uh we do it up at the Madari household. Like, um, yeah, it's, it's growing up, it's just been a lot of like loud nights, uh, making pasta with like the family and stuff. Everyone's talking over each other, which is something I had to learn growing up in school and like being around other people. Like, oh, it's not normal to cut people off. Uh, so I have to work on that. <laughs> I work on that <laughs> constantly, just because like you get it with like your wife and stuff it's just like yeah especially hispanic and italian culture it's just very like no one takes offense if like people are just talking over each other oh yeah you kind of have to like if you want to get a word in that's like the only way oh yeah it's like it's like respectful if you can if you can be louder than me i'll listen to you (laughs) exactly yeah so now do you know are you familiar with a lot of uh dishes from south america as well like ceviche um, and, and that kind of stuff. Oh, I love ceviche. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. my mom, my mom growing up, um, she doesn't like eggs. So like a Colombian food has a lot of, fr- like a lot of over easy eggs right? and stuff in their, in their dishes, specifically Colombian food. So she doesn't make a lot of Colombian. She makes, a, she makes more like Puerto Rican food. So like a, a more, um, like okay so like does she make mofongo that stuff is amazing she makes a killer like she can make a killer paella or like a killer <sighs> just like yeah a, like a classic arroz con pollo yeah oh it's man like comfort food like my honestly my favorite thing that she makes is um she makes this roast this uh this pot roast in the in the crock pot with um it's like a pig roast in the crock pot with like cream of it's just like salt and pepper and then like cream of mushroom you let that sit for like eight hours. That sounds like amazing. That with rice and yeah. uh, Cholula, that's all you need. Right. Yeah. It's, incred- it's incredible. Maybe some fried plantains on the side. Oh yeah. My grandma, yeah. man, like she has like, she lives in Doraville and it's just like the little ratty house in Doraville and like the same pots and pans that she's probably had since the sixties. And she makes, she makes uh, plantains that are little like, knock your socks off, dude. Oh, that's amazing. Incredible. Something about those pots from like the fifties just really make the food taste better. I don't know what it is. Yeah, definitely, man. (laughs) Did your grandmother, was she like first generation or? uh, Yeah, she was from Colombia, and my mom was born there too. Oh, cool. Um, And then they moved to Puerto Rico and then from Puerto Rico, they went to Virginia and then from Virginia, they came here and she met my dad. Oh, okay, cool. And is your dad like from Italy or is my dad's from Ohio, but, okay. but, but my Close grandfather, <laughs> but my grandfather is from Sicily and we still have family in Sicily. So my grand, so my grandfather was born in Sicily and then came over here. And then, um, yeah, we still got like, uh, cousins and stuff in Sicily. Wow, man. That's amazing. You've got yeah. some real cool history, dude. Try to. <laughs> <laughs> Try to. <laughs> that's great. So uh, aside from like all the exciting stuff that's going on in your life, I mean, I know this year has been tough on everybody and, you know, musicians, especially like, you know, we've all having been having to grind it out in different ways. Uh, so have you been doing like a ton of different things or, I mean, I, I know you're a jack of all trades anyway, but. Um. I just been writing. I mean, honestly, I've just been writing a lot. Um, especially like earlier in the year, I was writing a ton. So like, I have a bunch of new songs, kind of just trying to flesh out. Like I have a bunch of songs that are 
I have a bunch of ideas, no lyrics. <laughs> so yeah. I write, I write like, like I said earlier, like I write based on new experiences lyrically, I guess. Um, and I haven't really had any new experiences um, up until like your death experiences, <laughs> no death experiences. <laughs> yeah. um, I've, I've had some cool, like I, I've written some stuff about like feelings from the past, which has been new for me. Like I've written, some new songs about like relationships from like a different perspective, which is like a new thing for me. Cause it's like, you know, that I usually I write from new experiences, but I did find myself writing some, some lines from like looking, looking back on stuff, which is, which is different for me. Um, but then besides that, like um, I was finally able to work, get back into film um, working on commercials and stuff um, just to kind of pay the bills. Cause That's for a while cool. there, for a while there, like that was what was paying the bills, but then toast and jam was able to do that for me. So then I kind of got away from that and now they suck me back in. There's a, there's a, there's a <laughs> yeah. joke that I heard on set. that was like, it takes five years to get into the industry and 25 to get out. And I was like, I felt, I felt that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it definitely. just takes so long to get in. And it's like, once you're in every, like every, it's so funny. Cause like, like when you're, uh like when you get from being like a pa on set to like you know having an actual job um you're like i remember i remember this feeling of like why is everyone so miserable like everyone like like you'll you'll never meet someone more tired of their life and just so like jaded than like some of these some of these guys like that are like grip guys or audio guys or electrical guys on set. I'm like, what? I remember like on being on set for the first time, I was thinking, what are they so mad about? Like you're, you're, you're filming like a movie with Jack Black. Like, what is this about? And then the older, like the more that that was on set and the more that I was like seeing, it was like, oh, I, I get it. This is annoying. <laughs> like, it's, yeah. like once you get past like the cool factor of like some of the, some of the stuff that you're doing, right. it's like, there's a lot of waiting around. It's like really boring and you know jack black is kind of a, a douche <laughs> that's like, great i remember i, remember, I could see that actually <laughs> i don't mean i don't mean that i just if i ever see him again like i remember it was my i don't celebrate birthdays but it was my birthday uh i was it was my 21st birthday and all my friends are like you can finally drink legally. Let's like, let's go get a drink after work. And I was like, after work is a stretch for me. Like, I don't really know when I'm getting off work. I was working on this movie, uh, the house with a clock in its walls. I don't know if you ever like read that book or saw the movie. Neither one, but I've heard of it. Yeah. Okay. So I was working, I was doing like um, the, I was doing the teleprompter for some of the, some of like the behind, some of the uh, like bonus features for like the DVD. So it was around, eight o'clock and then jack black was supposed to come in and do like literally like 10 minutes worth of work um to read some lines but he was just lazy and he was like he just he just you know his publicist came in and he's like he doesn't want to do it and we're like we have to do it today and i'm like sitting there like i gotta go yeah. and then like it just it just lagged it's like lagged on he took a nap and then he came like it was, now it's like 10 30 he finally comes in he does it and then we wrap at, at 11 and I'm texting my friends. I'm like, I'm on the way. Yeah. And it's like, once you get like, once you get over like the stuff, like the cool factor, it's like, man, this is, 
the hours suck the pay is great but it's like the the the, the annoyance of it is really crazy <laughs> yeah yeah i can imagine that and i mean i know you also were like doing a thing um like miking basketball players right i heard you on another podcast mentioning that oh yeah my other i, I just do a ton of odd jobs in, in film because i just kind of like got yeah and i got wrapped into that um that would seem so, like a really weird thing like really cool for like a second you're like oh i'm putting a mic on you and then it's like yeah you know. it just becomes a it just becomes a job and like right. again again with this like with the uh so it, the position is called a2 yeah. because um audio technician two so then like your job is to just mic up my job was to mic up the talent for like nba on tnt so like Shaq and barkley and all those guys for the yeah. halftime for the halftime shows and um so like I was like, this is awesome. I love basketball. Like this is gonna be sick. And the first like month was really sick. And then after that it got really annoying because Shaq and those guys would never they would like start walking to set from the dressing room 30 seconds before air and they don't have their mics on. So then Shaq is seven feet tall. So then I'm walking with Shaq and he won't slow down. He doesn't stop. Shaq doesn't stop for anybody. Right. So then you gotta like mic up Shaq. While like while he's walking, while I'm like on my tippy toes, and I don't know if you've ever walked on your tippy toes. It's really hard. So like, God bless you if you're in ballet. Like that's really hard stuff. So it's like you gotta just mic up his his jacket while he's walking, and it's just like that got old real fast. <laughs> yeah, I could see that, man. Like, I could just picture you like on your tippy toes, maybe even like hopping up while you're, walking. you have to, <laughs> it's and it's like, like, he won't, he won't stop. And like, there's one time where like, I got him to stop and his assistant, his assistant was like, what are you doing? I'm like, do you see him? And he was, and he was like, I, I, I like you, man. Cause like, they just like, he called me. I don't know why he called me. Like he, he had a nickname for me. He called me Harry Potter for a while. Cause like my hair was just really long yeah, I I don't look anything like Harry. I didn't even have glasses, but like he was like, "I'm gonna call you Harry Potter, man." I was like, <laughs> "Okay, <laughs> can you slow down, please?" <laughs> can you slow down? That's great, man. But yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I would whatever, think it's always interesting. Yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. I mean, you got to do what you got to do, but uh, but that's that's more interesting than most people's, you know, day to day. So I'm very fortunate. I'm cool. v- I'm very fortunate. I don't want to make it seem like. I don't like what I do. I like what I do. It's just, you know, it's like any job yeah. it has its annoyances. Yeah. <laughs> and the annoyances, the annoyances are definitely more petty than like other people's annoyances. I just find it. I do find it funny. No, it's hilarious. And that's, that's the the fun thing. Like if you can pick out the, the humor in the annoyances, especially in day-to-day life, you're going to be okay. I mean, you know, I mean, that's, yeah. that's the way to deal with life. I think. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, like anytime I do that all the time, um, sometimes to my detriment, but, um, you know, that's who I am. <laughs> yeah. That's so. awesome, man. And, uh, dude, I, I, before we go, I, I wanted to just thank you again too, for that, um, that quarantine album that you, you put together, like what, what was that in the summer that, uh, the nostalgia. Oh yeah. <laughs> that we that was really to, cool. We were supposed to do more of the. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yeah, it was like volume one, right? And that was it. <laughs> no, but that was awesome, man, because that like that got my creative juices flowing. And I know a lot of other people, I mean, uh, hindsight's 
Freddie the Frog or whatever song they had. Was that it? that song is amazing. Yeah, man. That's like that song is incredible. And it was just a one-off thing. And like so many people got inspired there. I learned of that band pill book, which was really cool. Oh yeah. I Aaron, mean, Aaron's awesome. Yeah. Aaron's got, Aaron's got some songs coming out soon too, I think. Yeah. A lot of really cool artists, man. So um, yeah. So I, I just wanted to thank you for inspiring people, not just through music, but like with your experience as a producer and uh and also with your comedy, man, I think uh, you should do more of it. Really, I just like to make people laugh, man, <laughs> in whatever in whatever capacity that could be. Yeah, it's, it brings me a lot of joy, like having like other people. Like, thank you so much for like having me on this. This is this has like been a highlight of my week, honestly. Oh, that's uh, great, man. So same here. I appreciate I appreciate that a lot. Yeah, I just I just I love I love making art with my friends. I love like making jokes with my friends. I hope that I hope that's like something that never changes with with me. So definitely, man. No, I I I don't see that happening anytime soon. I mean, <laughs> you can't change who you are. And and Don Maduri, by God, you're a uh, you're a pasta eating hilarious dude that uh that makes cool <laughs> cool cool music so uh so keep up the good work i'm excited so what what is in like the aside from moving and like changing your entire life uh what's in the the near future when you put it like that um yeah mo- like it's a big step for me um i don't know why i you know people think that like people like looked at like my job and like everything. I was like, I was doing this all in my, like my parents' house. Like I'm still living at home. (laughs) So it's like, I think people like had this perception of like, Oh, he, you know, everything that he was able to do was, you know, I think bigger. I, I, people have told me this, like they thought like I was bigger than I actually was. I'm like, dude, I go home every day to my parents' house. Like, (laughs) I'm I'm not you know this everything that I was able to do like during that time has been awesome but like um I'm excited to kind of start another like another chapter and kind of like start getting my own life figured out you know yeah man That's so it's exciting a, it's a big it's a big step and I'm like really happy to you know and fortunate to be able to do that because I remember I remember like starting toast and jam in like the big location it was like okay I can I can either move out or I can like give this a shot because I knew I couldn't move out and also have to like pay a lease for like a big place like that. So I was like, I think I'll, I think I'll stay home. And then like, that will be like my second home. And it was like, I was there more than I was home. So it was, it was (laughs) fine. And then like, we made some awesome records there. We did some awesome shows there, worked with some awesome bands doing live sessions. I wouldn't trade it for the world. Um, it's just funny because like I no one really knows that like I was still living at home at that time. <laughs> like I, hey, I, haven't, I haven't I never posted it online. I was like, like now that I'm like moving out, I was like, I did this all and living in my parents' house. <laughs> you can't tell me you can't do nothing, man. Like, who cares about like the ego thing? It was just like I guess I didn't want people to know. But like now that I'm looking back and I'm like, who cares? That's hilarious. Oh yeah. Like, uh, we, trust we, were able me. To, we were able to like record Noah Gunderson and I like went home and my mom had dinner ready. And I was like, I felt like a big, like, like a, like a man baby. Yeah. This is, this is ridiculous. No, nah, man. Trust me. You'll look back uh, when you're my age and, and miss all, the, all those homemade meals and you know, all, all the, oh, yeah. the, the loudness of the home. <laughs> so oh, yeah, uh, I'm getting, I'm, I'm getting, uh, 
this this last month living at home i'm just kind of like hey can you give me some of those like recipes that i like yeah. so much because <laughs> uh i'm i'm gonna need them <laughs> they're gonna make you pay for them like a oh, for sure. like a good uh italian or uh south american would oh yeah for sure <laughs> but yeah man i yeah moving out starting um toast and jam 3.0 at the at the house and then hopefully you know upgrading to something um when when it feels right but the way that i have the house set up is um you know it's going to be more of like a studio first and then a house you know studio with a living space like like a sleeping corridors nice because um, um i didn't want the vibe to change so i'm gonna keep i'm gonna try to keep the vibe as much as i can from the old spot and uh you know hopefully people like it um trying to trying to figure out a way to still do like the live sessions there and stuff um without having like you know that big board it's kind of hard but um you know we'll we'll figure something out because we still want to do we still want to make that kind of video we still want to make those videos and stuff so yeah um, those were all excellent like um i can't say enough uh for anyone that's listening please just check out toast and jam and like all the things that have been accomplished thus far. And if you want to make a a great record with someone who knows what they're doing, uh, you know, look up Mr. Dom Maduri and in all social medias also penguin by Dom on Twitter uh, just to see some hilarious stuff. (laughs) Seriously, like check out the video that he made leading up to this new cool, cool, cool song cheap wine which is a a fantastic song stream cheap wine by cool 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 and uh and drink cheap wine because it's good yeah yeah. especially argentinian malbec oh that sounds fantastic yeah (laughs) la finca you can get it at trader joe's everybody hey trader joe's that's our sponsor my my favorite oh please (laughs) i would love that (laughs) my favorite grocery store ever well, thank you so much for being on the show, man. And uh, I, I wish you the best of luck, but you don't need it. You've you've got uh, so many cool no, things I would, going I would, on. I would like the luck if if you if you'll give it to me. That would be awesome. Absolutely, man. And uh, yeah, don't <laughs> swim anymore. Nope. And uh, <laughs> nope. I, I just wanted to go back to that real quick. So that little kid who saved you, how little was he exactly? He was probably like six. Wow. <laughs> That's great. So he was like, you need he's this my more. hero. Like, he's like, you need this more than I do. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> so you were like literally dying. And this little six-year-old just like threw you a, a little raft. Yeah, and that he saved th- your he, life. He threw me his 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 circular tube. And uh, and then he was able to swim next to me. And I was like, I've never felt more like a little kid. <laughs> like he like he is he's older than me. I was like, yeah. I was 21. And I was like, I can't. Okay. All right, That's a humbling is... experience for sure. Oh, for sure. <laughs> well, thank you, six-year-old kid, for saving Dom Maduri. And uh, and thank you, Dom Maduri, for being on the show. Oh, thanks, John, for having me on. Like, this has been a lot of fun. I appreciate it. All right, man. I'll see you soon. All right, yeah. See you. All right, see you.